Thanks for listening to the Granary Church Podcast. For more information, head to granary.org.au or follow us on social media at The Granary Church. Hi, church. I hope you're doing really well. I have the absolute privilege of sharing with you today. And we're looking at Thanksgiving. Now, our current theme is we can shape the future. And, and we're looking at ways to pray. And, and Thanksgiving seems like an interesting thing to be talking about, particularly at the moment. Many people would say that this hasn't been the best year. And, uh, and I'm not sure about you, but I know for me, this has been a tricky year. And I imagine that for most of you, you've found some elements of this may be good and many elements have been quite difficult. There's been a, a real grief uh, with lockdown and with this fear of coronavirus. There's, there's, there's been a whole range of other issues. And, I, and I've talked to so many different people, uh, people, people who I've, I've worked with or people who are close to me who are struggling in the midst of this, who are finding just different tensions coming at them or, or struggles or, or issues with work or family. And there's so many big things going on. And today I get to talk to you then about Thanksgiving, which is interesting. Now, I've heard a few people say that 2020 has been the worst year ever. And unfortunately, they're, they're wrong because according to scientists or historians, that, that, that the year 536 is actually officially the worst year ever. Uh, there was uh, volcanoes that caused a huge ash cloud over most of Europe and Asia, which caused an incredible darkness over the whole region, which meant that crops died and people died. And there was just a whole host of horrors that went on. And then the bubonic plague hit and, and millions of people died. And that was on record, the worst year ever. So if you think this year is tough, well, it still is. Um, and, and we weren't alive then and, and we don't want to compare. So often we can just compare things. Um, but the point of that is to say that each year we can face different struggles. And in the midst of that, whether it's the struggles of 536 or the struggles of 2020, God still has the same message for us. And, and it is to give thanks. And so I want to read through a few things, but I believe there's real power in this. I, I genuinely believe that, that the, the whole act of giving thanks is an incredibly powerful tool. I, I think it's more than just a simple prayer or something that we do, you know, thanking God for our food. I believe that this is actually a powerful weapon for you right in the midst of whatever circumstance you're in at the moment. And, and today, as, I, as I've been pre- preparing for this, it has been exactly like, I'm like, I know that this is what I need to hear, so I'm preaching to myself today. Um, but I know that for many of you and for, for many of the people that I love, I know that we need to have this, this powerful tool of thanksgiving because there are so many people facing huge difficulties at the moment. And God has given us this as a way um, to counteract what the enemy is doing. So I want to start by looking at a verse that you may be well familiar with. In fact, if you've been around our church for a bit, you've probably heard people speak about this verse. And it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now, actually, I want to use the very first part of this to begin with. Uh, sorry, the first part of the section, which is in verse 12. And, um, and no one who works at church would ever want me to do this. But the first part says this. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Now, 
I don't, I don't work for the church. I volunteer for the church. But if we're talking about Thanksgiving, I think it's only appropriate to begin with actually saying thank you to our incredible staff and volunteers in our church who, who in the midst of this whole season have done incredible things. Now, our church, the church is people, church isn't a building, but we've been able to continue to meet and to grow and to learn together and that is incredible. And, you know, there's people behind the camera who are amazing. There are a whole team of people in, who are part of our church who have worked tirelessly. So, so right now, can I, this is the only time I'd want you to use your phone right now, but if you have the number of, of a connect leader or a pastor or someone, why don't you send them a quick text right now and just say thank you? Simple as that, because they are working hard. It says those who work tirelessly. So let's just say thank you to them straight away. Thank you, because... I want to say thank you because you guys are incredible. And uh, this is, it's a, it's a joy to work with all of you. So that's that. But then it goes on and in verse 16, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you ever want to know what God's will for you is, it's right there. Give thanks in all circumstances. Now, it's interesting. If you, if you look at the Greek um, sort of the, the original text, the word all, because it's talking about all circumstances. The Greek for all literally means all. So when we're talking about which circumstances to give thanks in, it literally means all circumstances. When you became a Christian or if you're on this, this journey, uh, when we start to follow Jesus, we don't say, Jesus, I'm going to follow you in all good circumstances or I'm going to follow you while things are rosy. We say, I'm giving my life to you. And, and so in this we say, and I'm going to thank you in all circumstances. That's not easy. And, and I think with, with this particular practice, this is not an easy one. This is not something that we go, yeah, sweet. This is, this is hard. Now, there's, there are some times in life where it's so easy to thank God. You know, there's, there's times where you go, this is such a joyful time and we have you know, celebrations of, you know, someone's birthday or, or, the, or the birth of, literal birth of someone or, or, you know, good things happening at work or whatever. And we can, we can rejoice. And they're easy times to give thanks. But this is in all circumstances. And so the powerful tool that I want to show you today is that we can actually rejoice, that we can give thanks and we can actually, um, we, we, we can give thanks to God in every single circumstance. And that's tricky. Now, the Apostle Paul, who wrote this letter to the, to the Thessalonians, he, he's writing this. And it's easy to read that and go, okay, cool, Paul wrote that. What does Paul even know? Well, Paul actually knew a lot about giving thanks in all circumstances. And, and there's a story that you may well know in, uh, in Acts. And it's about Paul and his friend Silas. And they were out preaching the word of God. They were, they were telling people that they were seeing people healed and going about their day doing what they do. And next minute, a crowd, it says in Acts 16, the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. And after they'd been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. And they were thrown right into the inner cell, shackled, beaten, bruised, bloody. They didn't ask to be there. I think this parallel is quite unique at the moment because so many of us feel like we are in circumstances that we did not ask to be in. You might feel right now that you're in a circumstance that you certainly did not ask to be in. And you're sitting here going, I feel like an innocent victim. I was going about doing my thing. I might have even been serving God. And next minute I find I am 
shackled and I feel beaten and I feel bruised and it's horrible. And you're sitting there going, well, I didn't deserve this. And you didn't. And here you are. And the fascinating thing, this, the thing that blows my mind in this story is that it says this, verse 25, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them. Their first response is to sit and praise God, to give thanks, to rejoice. Now, I think that's ridiculous, personally. I mean, like if, if I was stuck in a prison after being beaten, I think I'd probably be sitting there complaining, going, this is horrible. I'm in pain, maybe crying, maybe just going, this is looking for a way out. Their first response, their only response is to praise God, to thank him. And I love the fact that they did this not looking for a way out. They did this saying, God, in this circumstance, in the middle of this prison, you are worthy to be praised. You are worth, I, I want to give you thanks. I want to give, give all of my thanks to you. Then the craziest thing happens. It says in verse 26, suddenly there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. All at once, the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. They praised not to get out, but in their praise, the whole foundations were shaken. And it says that God inhabits the praises of his people. It's so easy for us to sit in circumstances, whatever circumstance you're in, and complain. In fact, often that feels like almost like we're soothing our soul. You know, I'm complaining. And we can find different people to complain to. And honestly, it's so easy. And if you've sat with a group of people, you know, ever been anywhere, it's easy for people to complain. That's, it's almost like a default at times. And, and here it seems like for Paul and Silas, the default was to thank God, to, to praise him. So Paul and Silas knew this, but where did they learn this? Because I, I don't think that comes naturally to us to suddenly go, oh, you know, life sucks. I'm going to praise God. They learned this because the Bible, there's, there's at least 38 times in the Bible where we're specifically told to thank God. And Paul, being uh, the devout Jew he'd been before he started following Jesus, knew this well. And so I want to read to you that the, the Bible is full of great things, but particularly there's a psalm called, it's, it's a poetic song of thanksgiving, literally, and it's Psalm 100. It says this, lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. Go ahead. And do it, everyone, everywhere. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God. He is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with a password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. And come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you and so kind it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted for he keeps his promises to every generation. Now, in here it talks about coming into his presence with thanksgiving, that it's almost like the way we access his presence. Now, he, he gives us his presence freely. But as we come into his presence, we come in with thanksgiving. And, and I often feel when we're in a difficult situation, that's the time where you can often feel like the presence of God has moved away from you. I've, I know I've had situations in my life, tragic situations. And in those moments, I've often felt 
God, where are you? Where are you? Where is your presence right now? Because I thought we were close and all of a sudden you seem so distant. And this word thanksgiving here, the, the Hebrew word actually means to throw, to cast. It's, it's a physical response, this whole idea. So this term thanksgiving is actually more of an offensive uh, we, we often like to talk about gratitude, and gratitude is a really fantastic thing. And, and it's nice. I mean, sometimes you can sit and be, be grateful for a cup of tea and the warm sunshine on your face. And, and that's, that's a really good thing and a really healthy thing to do. There are plenty of studies on the positive effects of gratitude on people. Gratitude is more of a feeling, and thanksgiving is an action. Okay, gratitude often counts blessings, but thanksgiving honors the giver of blessings. Okay, it's, it's a doing. So I can feel grateful or I am demonstrating thankfulness regardless of how I feel. And this whole action goes beyond feelings and, and does something that counteracts how our feelings often feel. Okay, so it's one thing to be grateful, but it's another to give thanks. Okay, gratitude is what you feel and thanksgiving is what you do. And it's so easy for us to, to sit in dark situations and to wallow. Often we talk more about our mountains than we do talking to them. And Jesus said to speak to mountains so you can cast it in the sea. It's so much easier to complain. It's more comfortable to complain. But but this, this whole idea of thanksgiving is actually an offensive, okay? It is you are going on offense. You're going on attack. And I believe there's huge power in this because what you're doing is you are, you might be sitting or feeling like you're sitting right in the middle of some dungeon that you are trapped in, feeling like you are the lowest of low and thinking all about your situation. But then in Thanksgiving, what we're doing is replacing God in his rightful places as king of your life. You are looking to him and going, God, Even a situation like this can't get me down because I trust in you. It's our difficulties that reveal to us how much we fully trust in God, that purify us and sanctify us to be able to worship God and to be able to know him and to be made more and more like him. So you can wilt and complain. And I actually feel like this whole idea of of us us complaining or is, is it's like this inward thing. It's almost like it locks us up, kind of, you know, your fingers curl because you're just so inward looking and just, it's like, I think wilting is the best idea to consider, to think about that. But then when we think about Thanksgiving, there's an action because you are casting. You are, it could be pointing. You're telling God, God, you are faithful. You are good. Instead of looking at my situation going, whoa, is me. I'm going, no, no, God, you are faithful. Or it could be hands raised, worshiping God, saying, God, you are faithful in the midst of this, or, or offering to him. And it, it rebels against every one of our senses. All we want to do is sit in self-load sometimes and, and have people tell us how bad our situation is. And this isn't to say that your situation isn't bad, okay, because God also loves us to grieve and to bring our issues to him. But then in the midst of that, to go, God, I acknowledge how bad this is, but I also acknowledge that you are faithful and you are good, and you are right here with me in the midst of this situation. If if God inhabits the praises of his people, then who inhabits our complaining? If God is there when we are praising, then what are we actually doing? Like if our words are powerful, then what is happening when we're complaining? 
one idea is that thanklessness is actually a rejection of God. If we are thankless, then we're actually saying, God, you really don't know what you're doing. And as I said before, I don't think this is easy, but I think it's powerful. Okay. So God never meant for us to fight our battles alone. Never. And it's actually God who wins battles. In fact, he never loses a battle. So when you are thanking God, when you're putting him first in this, you're, you're joining on the winning side. You're saying, God, I'm not partnering with, with defeat here. I'm partnering with victory, with the one who is always faithful and who never, ever loses. So as we think about this, I, like, I acknowledge that some of the situations that we can think about, you go, that's, that's too hard. Like what you're saying here, I, I can't sit in the midst of this situation and be thankful. And I, and, and I know different people debate whether we should be thankful for the situation or thankful in. Um, and and you, we can actually do that. I think there's some situations where you go, I, I don't think God wants us to be thankful for some things, but I think he always wants to be thankful that he is with us and that we can still have that attitude of being thankful in every situation. Now, it's all well and good to know this. And, uh, and knowledge is important. I mean, I'm an educator. I think knowledge is hugely important. But as a church, our purpose in joining together isn't merely for knowledge. Our purpose is to become more like Jesus, to know him more. And so what I want to do with this is give you a moment uh, to practice thankfulness, to practice thanksgiving. So instead of us just going, okay, that's, that's a nice idea, we're actually going to, to activate this and, and do something together. So would you find a spot that you feel comfortable in to be able to do this? Because we want to do some sort of physical sign or show some physical sign as a way of casting or throwing uh, or offering our thankfulness to God. So you may like to stand or sit. You might like to have your hands raised or have them out. You might like to kneel in reverence. But could you just, I'll give you a moment, just find a way that you can do that. And we're going to begin by each just offering our own thankfulness to God and saying, God, I thank you for who you are. So what we're looking at right now is not, not circumstances, not so much uh, things that are happening now, although you might have a lot to be thankful for, but think about God, God who is faithful and good and present. So I'm going to give you a moment to do that, to say, God, I thank you. Okay, how'd you go? It's good to start to thank God just for who He is. So the second thing we're going to do is a little different. And what I'd like you to do right now is to to close your eyes and to settle yourself, to settle your spirit. Because what I want you to do is imagine right now that you are in a situation, uh, a current situation, a, a personal situation, and it might feel like a dungeon so you might like to imagine right now that you are actually in a dungeon, in, in shackles and against a cold stone wall. Or, or you might like to imagine that you are standing with a person. Maybe you, you have a, a relationship that is just not working right now, that it, it's, it's so difficult. And I actually want you to place yourself right there. Um, maybe even it's, it's a job situation 
And there's somewhere that you can put yourself and you go, okay, this, it could be a situation at work or, or a lack of work, somewhere you can place yourself. Or I was even thinking, even for people who at the moment you're going, money is so tight, you might even like to imagine that you are standing right in the middle of the bank. And, and in these situations, think of a situation that you can't see an easy way out of. And what we're going to do is as you are thinking about this, raise your hands. Raise your hands and say, God, you are faithful. And we're going to pray a prayer together of thankfulness to God right in the midst of this circumstance because God is faithful. So would you pray with me? Thank you, Father, that you are always faithful, ever-present, and always good. I thank you for always keeping your promises. Thank you for your peaceful presence. Thank you that you are powerful, victorious, and that you never fail. Amen. Can I encourage you to continue to pray prayers of thanksgiving to God this week? Thinking of those situations and thanking God that He is right in the midst of those situations. And I believe that that is a powerful offense against what the enemy would want to do. He wants to bring harm, but God will bring good. So I pray God's blessing over you as you go into this week.